I want to talk to you about prayer today, the power of prayer. We've been in a series of uh, tools we use as a disciple and as making disciples. There's tools that we use, and one of them is definitely prayer. Before the new year, I prayed on or I shared on the number one tool that we use, the number one tool that we use, and it was the Word of God. And now I want to, after the new year, I want to talk to you about the number one tool that we use, and that's prayer. We have two number one tools that we use as disciples and as those that make disciples followers of Christ, and that is prayer and the Word of God. And so I want to talk to you about this thing uh, called prayer today, which I think is an amazing subject to kick off 2022. Last night, people came out just praying their hearts out. And I, I just encourage you, if you've not been part of a, a praying church, that you would jump right on board. Maybe you don't have a praying lifestyle or you haven't been around prayer, I want to encourage you to take the next 21 days to really uh, begin that. What a, what a great way to, to begin a new year by building on the rock and increasing your prayer life. There was a man with a friend. He was walking with his friend, and uh, the guy said to his friend, man, you just don't know that much about the Bible, do you? He's like, well. He says, I bet you don't even know the Lord's Prayer. Matter of fact, if you can say the Lord's Prayer, I'll give you 10 bucks. The guy's like, wow, that's all like Donkey Kong. He began to say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul he keeps. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul he takes. The guy's like, he laughed. <laughs> Pulls out the $10, gave it to him. Hey, bro, I didn't even think you knew it. I believe you can pray, and then you can pray. You know, I, as an athlete back in the day and as a cheerleader, don't tell nobody, I was a cheerleader in college. All of a sudden, before a big game, we would recite the Lord's Prayer. And that's about all it was, reciting the Lord's Prayer. Corey Ten Boone says, is prayer your steering wheel? Or is it your spare tire? And I challenge you with that. Do you only pray during 911 situations? Well, you can do that, but prayer is way more than that. God of the universe wants a relationship with you. And it comes through one, one element that it comes through is through prayer. I want, to, I want to begin by the two how not to pray before we dive into about four areas of prayer today. Uh, how not to pray, we don't pray just to be seen by man. Code red, Jesus says this in Matthew 6, 5. He says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. You don't pray just to be seen by others. Amen? Amen? The other one is that we don't pray to impress. 
I love it when people, they're new to the faith and man, they're all in and they're praying and stumbling over words because I think it's precious because you can hear their heart come through. And I think that's what God looks for. Matter of fact, our motto here is to be a people after God's own heart. So we don't pray just to impress. Code red, Jesus says in Matthew 6, 7, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard from their many words. That's not what prayer is all about. It's not just saying the same thing over and over, hoping that you, you're heard from God. But true prayer is that prayer from the heart. And true prayer is literally a life of prayer. If we're followers of Christ, sons and daughters, disciples, come on, we are called, every person in this room, it's not just a few little prayer warriors, every person in this room is called to a, a life of prayer. Billy Graham says, true prayer is a way of life, not just for us to use in cases of emergency, make it a habit, and when the need arises, you'll be able to practice it. As believers, we pray. Well, J.O., I, I don't pray. Well, whoever you are, I pray that that changes. I pray you decide in 2022, man, that we get this one thing down that we pray. You need to change. You need to say yes and sign up for praying because followers of Jesus, if you see even the life of Jesus, this is what Jesus did. And it wasn't just like going through, just praying with the disciples. I think that you can pray throughout the day, amen. But I think there's times where you should have prayer set aside because this is what Jesus did. I mean, he prayed on a mountain. He prayed all night long before he chose his disciples. I mean, he was a God man of prayer. And I think it would be really cool in 2022 that you quit making excuses. I love what Anna Alexandra Pope said about excuses. You ready for this? You ready to be convicted by the Holy Spirit just for a minute? Can I, can I just put the, you know, like the screwdriver in and turn a little bit on you when it comes to excuses? Uh, an excuse is worse, way worse, worse and more terrible than a lie. For an excuse is a lie guarded. Let me repeat that again. An excuse is worse and more terrible than a lie, for an excuse is a lie guarded. I think you need to make a decision, a choice, that this year, no matter where you are, wherever you begin with your prayer life, if it's three minutes or five minutes that you would say, you know what, I I'm going to begin to step into this life of prayer. Why? Because God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have, God, the God, of the, the God of the universe wants to have a relationship with his sons and daughters. I love the song uh, by Brandon Lake, uh, Talking to Jesus. Anybody heard that? Talk, talking to Jesus. Man, it's just, it's just so amazing. That's exactly what prayer is. And the God of the universe who created you wants you to talk with him. You can't have a relationship with no one. Your son, your daughter, your wife, your kid, not even your dog. If you don't talk with them, you got to spend time with people and you have to talk with them if you're going to have a relationship. No time, no talk, you will not have a relationship. But if you be, begin putting the time and talking, you will build a relationship. So I want to just talk a little bit about 
prayer for the next few moments. The first one is God, the Father, wants you to know him, and he wants to know you. Jesus taught us to pray this way, our Father. He's a Father, and he loves you, and he has great plans for you. And I tell you what, a lot of those, you know where revelation comes from? I I think a lot of things are revealed to us when we are in prayer, when we have a prayer life with the Father. He begins to show, he begins to, to bring revelation knowledge, he begins to reveal things to us and mysteries as we begin to seek out his face. As you pour out your heart to him, as you seek out his face, not just seek out his hand, but what you can get out of it. But his face, his presence. Every year I ask the Lord, God, do you have a word for me for this year? And in 2022, I felt like the Lord spoke to me. It was a few weeks ago. Presence. I really feel like God's going to visit you and I, the church, me personally, in times of his presence. All of a sudden, the, the wind of his spirit just blow in this room. Last night, God's presence was here. You know what's happening right now? God's presence is here. I tell you what, his presence can melt mountains like wax. Whatever you're faced with, whatever your challenge is, God in his presence can take care of it. He can hook you up with his presence. I believe his presence is going to come upon our nation and in our lives in a very, very profound and prophetic way in 2022. It's not just about what you can get out of his hand, but he wants you to know his face. He wants you to know who he is, his personality and his heart, not just seeking God for his hand. My dog, I have a cool little dog. His name is Kai. He's 14 years old, but I'm going to tell you right now, that dude, he he searches me out only for snacks. I mean, he's all under my feet because he wants a carrot. And he goes through bags of carrot. This guy is like a vegetarian dog, man. He loves carrots and he just wants a snack. He's always around me searching for a snack. He's not trying to really get to know me that much. He wants a snack. God just doesn't want you to come like a dog to him just because you want a snack. He wants you to seek his face. Not just what you can get out of it. His face. Not just his hand. I think you should consider, God, I'm going to seek your face in 2022. What a great time. First, first of the month, 21 days to build up on the rock. Man, to dedicate. You know, we do this thing called tithing. It's 10% off the top. It's, it belongs to him. What if you just take this time in the beginning of the year as a kind of like a, an offering, a, a tithe to him, to spend time with him, to seek his face, to know the, the face of the Father. Kind of like Abraham and Moses. They were known as friends of God, seeing him face to face. First John 2.13, the very beginning of the scripture says, I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning known and it says that in the next verse too you've known him that that known is gnoski it's it's an intimate it's an intimate known like a a man and a woman intimately that we would know the father gnoski in the old testament yada he wants us to know him he really does no 
I encourage you in this year that you can come boldly before the throne of grace. Say that with me, boldly. I want to read a scripture. Boldly. You need to hear me today. You need to hear. There's some of you right now, you're struggling emotionally, mentally, because you lack something. Listen to the scripture real close. It says this in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. I want to put it this way. Jesus knows everything that you're going through right now in this moment. He knows exactly how you feel. Whatever's going on in your marriage, your, 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 your intimate life, your work, uh, school, whatever it is, God knows exactly how you feel. So why try to hide it from him? He already knows. But was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Listen to this. Let us therefore come boldly. He already knows. He's already walked in your sandals. Therefore, you can come boldly to the throne of, is it up there? Say it with me. Throne of, not judgment. He's not there to beat you, to condemn you, but the throne. You can come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. Look, look, look. And find grace. To help in time of need. Are you short on grace? Is everything in your life right now sideways? Are you short with your wife? Are you irritable and moody? Are you a pain in someone's back? Are you even bugging yourself? It's like, there's no grace in my life, J.O., Everything's hard. Everything's tough. Everywhere I turn. Well, I can tell you what you're lacking. You're lacking grace that comes from prayer. You probably need to go get in your prayer closet and quit driving your wife crazy. Or vice versa. Because it changes everything. You mean to tell me, Jail, it can change my mood? And I, you, I, 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 absolutely. You get with the, the God of the universe, you, you better believe it. You can walk out differently. All of a sudden, you spend time with the Father, and He pours out, man, mercy in your life, grace in your life, peace in your life, all because you've been, you've been with the Father of the universe, the, the, the Holy Spirit comes and fills you and renews you. You better believe it, you'll be changed. And you can come boldly before that throne of grace and find that so you don't have to be Mr. and Miss Moody all the time. Right? Amen, J.O. Good preaching. I need to pray. At the altar of prayer, we can obtain mercy and grace. Number three, we pray here at Heart of the City Church, and we believe for the invisible and the impossible. 
We believe we were singing it before, God of revival. Listen, we're, that, that's not just a song. We believe in the, in the impossible. We have a theology here. God is the God of the impossible. The invisible. If you can see it, taste it, smell it, experience, you're not walking in faith. I'm talking about the unbelievable unbelievable the impossible god can do it man he can do i've seen it i've seen it i see dalen gunn shaking his head you better believe it that brother shouldn't even be here probably but god does the impossible i've seen it in my wife i've seen it in lives he's a god of miracles second corinthians 4 16 through 18 says therefore do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for you an exceedingly weight of glory while we do not look at the things look 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 look, look while we do not look at the things which are seen but the things which are unseen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are unseen are eternal we're so human we're so westernized it's, it's all about what we see smell taste and that's that's not a walk of faith i'm going to believe the word of god over the doctor's diagnosis every time the word of god is the highest authority in the land we take a position of faith here that we serve a God who will do the impossible. He speaks of it with the rich young ruler. He speaks of it whenever a young man had seizures. And, and even Jesus, when he's crying out in the garden and he's sweating blood, it, these words are spoke with God, all things are possible. Whatever you're faced with today, I want to let you know, I'm always going to pray that way. I don't care what, in the midnight hour, in the last moment, man, I'm going to pray that because all things are possible with God. If you can feel it and taste it and smell it, then, you know, it's not a walk of faith. It's what you can't see. It's believing the unbelievable. Well, J.O., I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like praying. Well, that's great. Because if you don't feel like praying and you pray, you're, pray, you're walking in faith. Because it's not by your stinking feelings. If it's by your feelings, then it's not a walk of faith. Are you, are you feeling me? I believe faith is just very simple. God said it in his word, and I believe it. That's it. He says it. It's done. I believe it. Well, J.O., I'm, I'm still struggling with cancer. Hey, I feel you. People do. I, I still struggle with high blood pressure, heart disease, uh, sugar, whatever it is, diabetic, whatever it is. But, but, but I'm still going to stand on the impossible. Because there's a God who stepped out of heaven, and the Bible says, by his stripes, you were healed. I'm going to stand on that. Not just what I can see and not just the diagnosis, but I'm going to believe what God said. Because you know what honors God? When you walk by faith. 
that really honors him. When you believe what the Father says and says, you know, I don't see it, I don't feel it, I don't sense it, it ain't happened to God, but I'm going to believe it. That honors the Father. When my kids are in a tree and I say, jump, no, Dad, no, Dad, you won't catch me. I'm going to catch you. I will catch you. You can trust Daddy. Well, no, I'm just going to stand. Jump. Right? I want, my, I want my kids to trust me. Even when it doesn't look all that well at times, that we would believe, walk, believe in the unbelievable, knowing that God can do the impossible. Amen. My last one that I want to talk about today is the power of an earnest prayer. Do you know that the way you pray can make a difference? I've heard people say, and it kind of gets religious with me. I mean, it's like, oh, prayer, prayer, prayer is not just, prayer is about all about changing you. Well, I get that when you're in prayer and it's going to change you, but it's not all about just changing you. Do you know that prayer can move the hand of God? If you don't believe it, you should ask Hezekiah. He already, God told him, you're going to die. And when God says you're going to die, you're going to die. And what did he do? He began to pray, and God heard him, and right in that very moment, sends the prophet back and gave him 15 more years. Why? Because he prayed. So your prayers, your prayers will make a difference. And I love James. James kind of camps out on prayer. I'm going to read five scriptures, and in those five scriptures, you're going to hear a word in every one of these verses, and the word is prayer or pray. Listen to this, James 5, 13 through 18. Is anyone, and maybe you can help me preach a little bit, I think it's going to be up there. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the, go, 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 go with me, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Would you believe that? You have a choice right now on the matter. The doctor says, uh, that's impossible. Good, because God does the impossible. Amen. And the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trust passes to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. When you confess to one another, you know what you should do? You should also lay hands on them and pray for them for healing for where the sins impacted them. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I mean, that's a, that's a prayer with heat. That's a prayer with passion. That's a fiery prayer. I mean, you're all in. You done sold in, bought in. All, I'm, going, I'm praying. Push. You pray until something happens. You, you, you're praying. You don't really care what people think about you. The effectual fervent prayer. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. I love that because 
God wants you to know that you have the same ability as Elijah. And he says this, and he prayed earnestly and it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Wow, drought. And look what he did. He prayed again and heaven gave rain and earth produces fruit. I want you, just for a moment, I want to look at, I want you to see the power of an of a earnest prayer today. So Elijah, he's in the midst of a drought. Things are dying. I don't think we've ever seen a drought in America. I'm like, not, not, not like Elijah. I mean, the fish are dying, animals are dying, people are sideways. I mean, three and a half years, no rain. And God sends a word to Elijah and says, hey, I want you to go tell Ahab, who's the king, I'm going to send the rain. Listen real close. Elijah gets a word from God that he's going to send the rain. You following me? That's important that you hear that. Do you have a word from God in 2022? I encourage you to get a word. Elijah had a word that, hey, it's going to rain. God says it's going to rain. But I want you to see what Elijah did. He gets a word from God that it's going to rain. And it's almost like a dichotomy, which is a division or contrast between two things that are uh, represented as opposed or entirely different. I see dichotomies in the Bible all the time where God says, I'm going to send the rain, but Elijah, I need you to do something. And this is what Elijah does. God's sending the rain, but Elijah, I want you to go pray for the rain. Wait a minute, I thought you said you were sending the rain. Yeah, 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 but you, you need to birth the rain. What? God works with us. He works through us. He works with our prayers. We work with him like Joshua. Joshua, I want you to go into the land. Uh, you're going to possess the land. This land is your honey, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. This is your land. It's, it's my land, right? Oh, good, good. But you're going to face giants. You're going to have to battle. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to walk around Jericho. Are you following me? Dichotomies of like, it's yours, but you got to take it. In America, we'd be like, well, well, God, he said he's going to give it to me. I guess he's going to do it. It's just going to land right here. And there's no, there's no, there's no action. The Bible says faith without works is, is dead. It's dead. So look what takes place. It says this in verse 41 of 1 Kings 18. Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. During this prayer and fasting time, there's many, there's many times where I want to go just like, I want to go eat and drink, right? Ahab goes out and eats and drinks. But look what Elisha does. Elijah went up to the top of Carmel Mountain. The king goes, eats and drinks, and, and Elijah says, I got to go pray. And he went down. On the ground, look, look, Elijah, this old man, on the ground, and he put his face between his knees and said to the serpent, serpent, not serpent, servant, go up now, look to the sea. Where, where, where's my guy? Where's my guy at? Who's working with me? Where's Zach at? Oh, where's Zach at? I can't wait to see Zach. He's leaving me hanging, man. You wait. Zach? There he is. You can sit down. 
Zach heard the word of the Lord, right? So Zach, listen, I got my head between my knees because I'm Elijah and I'm birthing this prayer and I'm birthing this rain, right? It ain't rained for three and a half years and I want you to go and I want you to find me a cloud. You go out there and look. Is there anything? Run out to, to, to the edge. Right, right to, to the edge right there. Don't jump off. You see anything? No, you don't. Come back. What if Elijah stopped right there? Oh, I prayed once. Don't see a cloud. That must be it. Go again. Come back, come back, come back, come back. You see anything? Go again, go again, go again, go again. You see anything? And he's got his head between his knees on top of Carmel, and he's praying. He has a word from the Lord. The rain's coming. He doesn't see it. He's not praying naturally. He's supernaturally praying. He's believing in something unbelievable. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. Go, go, find me a cloud. Hey, do you see anything? Come back, come back, come back. And he sends him, listen, he sends him out seven times. This is your seventh time, okay? Go, 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 go. What do you see? Right there, right there. Right, right, right. Thank you, you can sit down. The servant on the seventh time, not the first time. What if Elijah stopped on the first time, or the second, or the third, or the fifth, or, or the sixth? No, on the seventh time. Listen, listen, listen. Some of you have prayed one little measly prayer, and you just gave up. You pray for that daughter, or the son, or your marriage, or your business, or addiction, or whatever, and you just gave up. Jesus says, Seek, ask, knock, keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. Seventh time, bro, out of the entire sky, he sees a cloud the size of a man's hand. That's it. And you know what? That's all it took. That's all. You, you, hey, hey. You throwing me that bone, that little cloud right there, we're going to roll with that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to roll with that. And look what he did. I, wanna, I, want, I want you to, to see how, how he responded. Then the hand, this is what happened. It happened in the meantime that the sky, this is after one little cloud the size of a man's hand. It says, and now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black and the clouds and wind, and it says, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away with, uh, and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, girded him up, kind of like picked him up by his pants and, and, and his loins, and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. And then all of a sudden, there is a downpour, and it was birthed because of prayer. It was a mixture. God gave him a word, but he had to pray. Some of you got words. God, man, he wants you to engage in prayer in 2022. You have a word. You have a promise. You have a promise that you haven't seen to come to pass. How many of us have done that? How many of us have seen that? Man, I've seen it in my own, my own family. You got a word. And God is calling us pray to pray J.O. 
I don't got time to pray. And I sure don't got time to pray seven times. Martin Luther, this is what he said. He says, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. <laughs> That's not American right there, yo. We'd be like, hey, I'll spend the first three minutes in prayer. I got to hit the road. I got to check my Twitter. Uh, I got to get, I got, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beth Moore says this, there are parts of our calling, works of the Holy Spirit, and defeats of darkness that will come no other way than through furious, fervent, faith-filled, unceasing prayer. I did read a Twitter the other day. I thought it was very good. It said, when it's the hardest to pray is when you should pray the hardest. Amen. I preached all that today to challenge you, to call you up to a life of prayer. My prayer life is not perfect. A lot of times I'm babbling around. I'm just trying to find God. But I do. And I do seek Him. And I do cry out to Him. And I do wait on Him. Because I know in Him I live and move and have my being. And I know it is the engine room of the church. I know when I'm praying, I'm shoveling coal into that fire. And what we experience here and at the sound and in people's lives and miracles, it all began back there in the prayer room. And though you may have never had a life of prayer, I encourage you to get around people that know how to pray. That's the number one way that I've learned to pray. Get around other people that pray. And you'll learn to pray. You'll just dive right in. That's why we do things like Tuesday morning, Wednesday noon, Thursday morning. That's why we do things like Seek Week and 21 days of prayer and fasting. Because I know it's the key. Young Yi Cho pastored the largest church in the entire world, Southern Korea. Like 900,000 or million people. He gives it all because of prayer. Prayer Mountain, fasting, praying 40 days. I've seen their gatherings on YouTube. He hits a bell, bing, and the Korean church go crazy praying. And then he, bing, hits it again just so everyone calms down. Not American. We're called to this thing called prayer. It is the key to revival. It's the key. You want the key of life and joy and peace? Whoo, it, it, it really is prayer.